0: Welcome to Tardisian Files, a show dedicated to reviewing and discussing aspects of one of the most loved and longest running British sci fi shows. This podcast is a fan led series where we pull together sources from all across Doctor Who's extended media, including the show itself, comics, audio stories, and novels. today's episode, we will be discussing the nature of one of Doctor Who's underexplored covert agencies, the Time Agency. The Time Agency was a human organisation most notably active in the 51st century, serving the Second Great and Bountiful Human Empire, which spanned several galaxies at the time, and then later the Agency served the Earth Alliance, which succeeded the Human Empire. There are conflicting accounts of what led to the emergence of the Time Agency. One account from the novel Trading Futures stated that the influence of various beings such as Magnus Greel, and other temporal phenomena such as the War in Heaven led to a mass emergence of time travel across the universe, and thus the need for an authority to police this time travel arose. However, in various accounts such as The History of the Universe in a 100 Objects and Episodes from the main show, such as The Lodger and The Empty Child, plus some indirect references in Torchwood, indicated that the Time Agency sprung up to fill the power vacuum left after Gallifrey's disappearance and apparent destruction following The Last Great Time War. In either case, the Time Agency was set up officially after the human empire emerged victorious from a power struggle for authority over time travel with other races, such as the Sontarans, the Cybermen, and the Yunnan. There are again some conflicting accounts as to whether it emerged during the 42nd century or after this time period, however, the Time Agency supposedly had time treaties with other eras that came before the 42nd century, and they were confirmed to be active by the 49th. Ultimately, in the post-Time War universe, As explained by the 11th Doctor in The Lodger, the Time Lords had left a power vacuum causing time travel to emerge across the galaxy at different points in time throughout the period between the 42nd and 51st centuries. This was shown to have caused a power struggle between the Earth Empires and other races, and likely in response to the viable threat time travel posed to the Earth Empires history and their influence throughout the universe, The time agency was set up, running from an unspecified point between the 42nd and 49th centuries, and eventually coming to an end in the early 52nd century, as shown in the audio Shattered Hourglass. Additionally, the 52nd century is the most likely point in time when the agency shut down, as Riversong was able to purchase a vortex manipulator from the Maldivorium in the 52nd century in 5125 AD, so it's fair to assume that the agency was defunct at this point in order to allow a former time agent to pawn off their old vortex manipulator. The exact purpose of the time agency was never explicitly stated. However, Various sources from the Time War audio stories, and some indirect references during the episode Father's Day, made it clear that time itself had been thoroughly damaged by the Time War, causing the effects of time travel on the timeline to be much more unstable and dangerous, leading to various temporal anomalies, such as time fissures, time loops, and paradoxes of various sizes and threat level to be more prevalent across time outside of the time lock field which contains the history of the Time War. And so, likely in response to these regularly occurring paradoxes, and to preserve humanity's history, the Time Agency was likely there to prevent other incursions in the past from changing the future. Indeed, the Time Agency followed a very similar code of conduct to the Time Lord's Celestial Intervention Agency, to, and I quote, change without interfering, to leave effect with no evidence of cause. The Time Agents' missions could be as simple as retrieving a biopsionic weapon from the 49th century that had been temporarily displaced to 1933, Or as complicated as trying and failing to prevent the sinking of Atlantis. Ultimately, wherever and whenever there was a threat to humanity's history, the Time Agency was there to ensure that events played out as they had before. That said, given humanity's god complex, it's likely that the Agency would have engaged in minor tampering with the timeline to help adjust the flow of time to better suit the human empire's needs. A testament to this is that the Time Agents were all human, and being part of the Time Agency was seen as a great honour by the inhabitants of Earth's colonies such as the Beauchene Peninsula, where the Time Agent Javik Piotr Thane, later known as Captain Jack Harkness, was recruited from. In the early days of the Agency, they used time capsules to travel through time, which were succeeded later by the more famous wrist-worn vortex manipulators such as the ones worn by Captain John Hart and Jack Harkness. Additionally, the Agency had their own time fleet, likely possessing larger space vessels outfitted with temporal engines. Some time agents also made use of temporal stasis field generators, which temporarily froze time in a given range. The time agency also dealt with time loop fields by use of bubble universe generators, where the affected time loop regions would be annexed from the main timeline into a pocket universe to decay naturally and allow time to resume as normal. However, this only worked if the time agents sent to deal with the time loop did not themselves become trapped inside them for, ooh, I don't know, maybe about five years? Time agents would often use era-appropriate weapons, but were also equipped with proton blasters alongside whatever they may have had acquired during their travels. However, the most significant machine by far that the agency ever built was constructed in the 52nd century when the agency was in decline. This machine in question was known as the hourglass. Eventually, all great organisations fall into decline. By the 52nd century, the Time Agency had taken on a much more authoritarian stance on protecting the timeline under the leadership of a woman named Helen Barnes. Barnes ordered the construction, at the Hourglass, a semi-sentient temporal manipulator based on the Galaxy Eater, otherwise known as the Time Lord weapon, The Moment. This device had four functions. It allowed the Agency to monitor the timeline, predict the outcomes of certain events unfolding in the present, and subtly adjust the flow of time to influence the timeline, and if places and people became too dangerous, the device would be used to seal them in a time lock field to completely erase them from history. This followed similar tactics employed by the Celestial Intervention Agency on the Gallifrey where places and people were sealed inside time loops or time locks to erase them from the timeline, such as what was done with the lost fifth planet of Earth's solar system in an attempt to erase the Fendal from existence. At some point in the 52nd century, the inhabitants of the L10 galaxy were conducting their own time travel experiments. But when the agency used the hourglass to predict the outcome of these experiments, they found that there was a 96% chance that these experiments would lead to time travel proliferating across the entire L10 galaxy. Deeming this to be too dangerous, Barnes ordered that the entire galaxy ought to be sealed in a time lock. However, this act of temporal erasure attracted the attention of the 10th Doctor who went to the agency's Time Command HQ to confront Barnes. Dismissing the doctor, Helen had him in prison. However, she used the hourglass to predict whether he'd be successful at reversing her achievements with the time lock around L10. She found that he had a 99% chance of undermining her, and so she ordered him to be placed into a time lock as well. Escaping into the hourglass's core, the doctor appealed to the machine's conscience in the same way the moment's conscience had appealed to him on the last day of the time war. The hourglass complied, giving him access to its core, allowing him to modify its programming to give it more independence, which gave it the freedom it needed to begin reversing the time lock around L10. Helen tried to stop the reversal by trying to destroy the hourglass but the time agent Allison, Helen's assistant, was persuaded to stop her by the doctor. Helen was then deposed by Allison, who, on the doctor's advice, used the hourglass instead to subtly adjust the outcome of the experiments in L10 and monitor their progress, to ensure that their time travel experiments did not get out of control. Helen Barnes' premiership, as leader of the Time Agency, was likely the last nail in the coffin for the agency in the 52nd century. Though there are no accounts as to why the agency was shut down, we know from John Hart in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang that there were only six active agents, excluding the retired Jack Harkness, when the agency finally fell apart. Time Agents' technology suddenly became much sought after, on the galactic black market, such as places like the Maldivorium, and additionally former agents still in possession of their vortex manipulators, went off on their own paths, either retiring or turning back to wild conmanship, such as John Hart, no longer constrained by the Time Agency's laws on preserving history. It is likely that the collapse of the second great and bountiful human empire, and the establishment of the more loosely assembled Earth Alliance plus Earth's acceptance into the Galactic Federation led to both organisations agreeing that the agency needed to be shut down to prevent further authoritarian regimes springing up, such as the Barnes administration. However. Was it really just a natural disillusion of a declining agency? Or was it the work of someone far more influential? Now, as we've discussed, the Time Agency tried hard to model itself off Gallifrey's non intervention policies and try and follow the example set by Gallifrey's Celestial Intervention Agency. But the CIA weren't the only time-sensitive organisation to arise on Gallifrey. There was also Division. Division was, in many ways, the opposite of the Celestial Intervention Agency, as its primary function was to interfere with history and alter events across the universe at the behest of Tecteun whereas the Celestial Intervention Agency's primary function was to interfere with history to ensure that events played out unaltered to protect Gallifrey from potential threats posed by time travel, and this was done at the behest of Rassilon. The exact nature of both agencies, and the similarities between the two, warrant their own discussion, and will be covered in a future episode, but for the sake of this theory, we will consider them to be separate and opposite forces. As Division moved away from Gallifrey, they assumed their own authoritarian regime over the universe using every world, every species, every time. This growth was likely accelerated in the post-Time War universe when the Time Lords and Gallifrey itself relocated to the end of all time, no longer interested in participating in universal politics. However, the absence of the Time Lords and the Celestial Intervention Agency was what caused the Time Agency to be set up by humanity in the first place. Now at first, it's likely that Division's influence expanding across all of time and space was not threatened by the Time Agency, as the Time Agency only focused predominantly on human history, and so they wouldn't have taken much notice of this tiny little agency set up by tiny little humans. However, during Helen Barnes' leadership, where her trigger-happy attitude led to entire galaxies being erased, it is possible that the Time Agency had began to tread on Division's toes far more than the Agency would have liked. Having witnessed Tectaeun's god complex in the events of Flux, I believe it's possible that Tectaeun would have likely planted alien and possibly even human operatives inside both the Earth Alliance and the Galactic Federation to ensure the closure of the time agency after Barnes was deposed, to ensure that their dominion over time and space was no longer threatened. If you enjoyed today's scenario, please leave a like and tell your friends you can check out some of our other material either on Spotify or Google Podcasts. You can also follow our Instagram page at Tardisian Files Podcasts for regular updates and news about upcoming content. As always, join us next time on Tardisian Files. See you then everyone!